Welcome to The Point Podcast. At The Point, we point high school students to Jesus because we believe that Jesus is better than anything else that this world has to offer. We hope that this podcast is an encouragement to you in your walk with Christ, but that it does not replace the time you're already spending with the Lord. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our awesome high school youth pastor, my husband, Justin Kinley. So this is going to be one of those podcasts where um, five or six minutes is just not enough. Man, we could talk about this subject forever. And so I hope that you take the time to read through verses 15 um, through 35. I hope you take the time to do that yourself because I'm about to give just a rapid fire description of what's happening here. So so in verses 15 through 20, Jesus begins to talk about the idea of um, church discipline. Now, it's funny is we call this church discipline, but the church has not been technically established yet, right? Because the book of Acts has not happened. The Holy Spirit has not come yet. So this is just Jesus and his disciples. But it sets forth a great precedent for how you and I should deal with people who do us wrong, how we should deal with people who have fallen into sin and have turned um, from God. And so so the thing is, is pretty simple. So in, in verse 15, the, the verse starts off, if your brother, and, and you could say sister, right? This is brother or sister. If your brother sins against you, so, so that's the preface right there. If you or have someone sin against you, then I'm just going to give you the steps. I hope you read verse 15 through 20 on your own and read it slowly. But, but this is the steps that's happening here. Jesus says, go and rebuke him in private. So, so go and tell him, hey, this is where you messed up. This is where according to God's word, not by my opinion, not by my thoughts, but this is where you fell short of the standard that God's word has set. You go rebuke him in private. And then if he listens, awesome. You, you've gained him back. That's great. But if he doesn't listen, here's the deal. The Bible says to take one or two others with you. So, so if you go and you rebuke him and he doesn't listen, then you take one or two others with you. The Bible's huge on this, that, that there needs to be people that can corroborate what happened, that witnessed what happened. You, you take two or three others, one or two others with you, and you go to that person and rebuke him again. And if he responds, great. But if he doesn't, then you take him in front of the church. Right? You take that person to a greater group of believers. And even then, if he still does not respond, then this sounds mean. But what's happening here is you actually kick that person out. That You exclude that person from the fellowship for a while. And, and the rest of the New Testament makes it clear that this is not out of hatred towards that person. It's not an excommunication of um, forever. But it's saying that you're handing them over where basically you pray that God is just going to get a hold of them. Right, that the Holy Spirit of God is going to enlighten them. They're going to realize what they've done wrong, and they're going to repent, and they're going to come back to the faith and come back to the church. So, so what's interesting here is I think we screw this up all the time, right? But because so often, I mean, just think about the first two steps. Step one is go and rebuke him in private, and if he doesn't listen, then step two is you go and you bring one or other two people to him, and you come back to him and go to him again. And, and here's where I think we screw this up. If we're not careful, we, we skip those two steps entirely. And the first thing that we do is we tell someone else how they did us wrong, right? So, so if person, uh, let's say Cindy does, actually, I won't use a girl's name because that's so typical. Say uh, David does something wrong to Jeremy. And instead of Jeremy growing up and going to David and saying, David, listen, according to God's word, here's what you did wrong in this situation. Here's where you messed up. Can we reach an agreement? Bro, I forgive you. I love you, but here's where we messed up. Instead of Jeremy going to David and do that, Jeremy goes to two other friends and he doesn't say to his two other friends, hey, would you go with me to David? It's, hey, let's talk bad about David behind his back. 
And there's no pursuit of reconciliation there at all. And what Matthew chapter 18 is getting us to is there should be a a sense of reconciliation amongst believers, that it's not a camp of believers over here talking about another camp of believers over there. No, it's believers who one messed up, yes, and one-on-one, they actively try to pursue reconciliation. And if they can't get there, then that believer gets another believer with them or two other believers with them and comes together again. And the whole thing is not to stir up drama, although that's what happens so often in our life. That's not the point. The point is to accomplish reconciliation that happens here. And so on the hindsight of that, I know that's loaded and that's such an overview of church discipline. So if you have any questions, man, comment or, or message the point on Instagram or talk to Justin or a leader in person, man, man, we'd love to talk with you about that. But that's kind of it in an overview. But Because then it goes to a pretty uh, cool story where Peter asked the question. He says, Lord, how many times should I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Which is a pretty good question, right? Because Jesus just got off this intense thing and Peter's like, well, Lord, how often should I forgive someone? And Jesus goes into this elaborate parable in verses 21 through 35. I hope you'll take the time to read it. But the parable is about a man who could not repay a debt and his family was going to pay for him not being able to repay it. And so he goes before the master, he falls down on his face and basically begs for forgiveness. And the master actually forgives him, right? But then, so the guy receives forgiveness, his debt is canceled, his debt is good. But then the man goes out onto the street and he finds someone who owes him a debt. And now the debt that this guy owes him is just a fraction of just of what he was forgiven of. But yet instead, he has this man thrown into prison because he cannot repay him back. And the whole point of this story that we see is the master who forgives this guy finds out what this guy did, and the master eventually punishes him and his family because here's why. The guy had been forgiven so much, and yet he wasn't able to forgive just a little. And can I just challenge you to think, if you're sitting there saying, how many times do I have to forgive something, someone? How, how many times do I need to forgive this person who's done me wrong? I, I don't know how wrong they've done you. I don't know what they've done to you, but I can promise you, and I think I can guarantee that what they've done to you is not worse than what you did by rebelling against God. What they've done to you is not worse than what you have done when you rebelled against God. And so I think the gospel here and the word is calling us to realize how much we've been forgiven. And when we realize how much we've been forgiven, that should pursue us and push us to forgive one another. Thanks so much for listening. The Point is a ministry of First Baptist Church Indian Trail for high school students. We offer life groups every Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. And we meet on Wednesday nights at 6.15. For more information, you can go to our church's website at fbcit.org.